still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gable and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan Tom. Tom, a sense of deja vu, I think, tonight. Another Bath defeat, six from six, a lot of the same issues. And the second night in a row that I get to talk about them with you, mate. How are you? Very good. I mean, we're enjoying this this run of games so much <laughs> that we want to give you two podcasts this week. Um, one that isn't going to be in your feed and um, and may never never be. Um, but yeah, we we're we're committed to our to our listeners and 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 to, and to the podcast. So we're we're we're, we're back, G. Back twenty four hours later after the first <laughs> attempt. Yeah. Apologies um, if you have been refreshing your podcast feed all day looking to see if it's your phone that that isn't uploading the podcast no it was us we had some technical issues when we recorded our first podcast that is somewhere in the in the cloud in the ether i've literally no idea where it is so we're back we had 24 hours to try and recover it we've given up and we're back to talk about it tom um and if you are a, a, a young a youngster that wants to, to try the hand at producing a show, then, then please do get in touch with us, bathroomplug at gmail.com. And I'm not even joking, that, that would really help us <laughs> out because we've literally got no idea about this sort of thing. As soon as something doesn't happen that normally happens, it's like, let's just do it again. And yeah, I think I think that just about sums up with that that pause from you, Tom. No idea about the the, the some of the technical issues. Um, and Bath again, no idea uh, on, on on Saturday at Wasps. On, on Sorry, mate, I lost I, I lost you there, but I was I was just going to add the greatest shame about all this is that you and you and I we we solved the whole Bath rugby conundrum and all the issues that are at play in the podcast we recorded last night. So. Um, Stuart Hooper and, and Tarquin, etc. They're going to have to work it out themselves now because that podcast will probably never come come into the the the, the public domain. But it was it was what it was one of our best ones. Gee, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure whether whether you just said we can't find it anywhere because I maybe forgot that, that it was a family show at times, showing a few of my frustrations after after Bath's sixth loss of the season. We're going to talk all about it on this podcast, but but obviously recording a little bit later than we normally do. And with Bath having a Friday night game, there's not much time for you guys to squeeze this into, in, into your podcast routine. So we're going to cut this one down to a bite-sized Bath rugby plug. We're going to talk about that Wasps game, just hit some of the key points, the key talking points from that game. We're then going to talk about the, the open letter supporters from Tarquin McDonald that came out last Friday. Uh, ahead of the Wasps game, we're going to talk about a high-profile lever from Bath and then look ahead to, to the game in, in, in now just a couple of days' time. Bottom v. Top, Bath v. Leicester at Welford Road on Friday night, Tom. But let's get into the, the, the Wasps game. And I was actually at the wreck on Saturday and I just thought it, it was really telling the atmosphere at the wreck. I don't know if it came across on on the telly or, or on the rewatch, but the atmosphere was was one of a really frustrated crowd, but also a crowd that was was almost resigned to to to, to a defeat. It was it was pretty. It was one of the worst atmospheres I think I've seen at the wreck, and uh, and and kind of I think fans were anticipating another defeat, and and that that's unfortunately what they got. Yeah, and I think that that attitude of of, of resignation, I think that, that's a good word. That's probably reflective of. You know the the people that we see, the fans that we see interact on social media. You know, I've seen multiple posts talking about how can you, you know, how can you start to sell back some of the 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 you know the the games that you have on your season tickets, which you know you can you can sniff at that. But at, at the same time, you know, people, particularly based, you know, not based close to Bath, spend a lot of time and a lot of their money coming down to Bath, and at times the performances just haven't been up to scratch, particularly with the the player group and, and the resources that, that that we've got. So yeah, I think I think there's the there is a real risk of fans starting to become a bit sort of disenfranchised. And I think that was probably one of the reasons for again Tarquin McDonald sort of addressing the fans in this kind of open letter 
way that he's way that he's he's done before because I think the club is in quite a perilous a perilous state at the moment um, and I think there's a lot of people that are, are calling for some fairly major changes if things don't start to pick up. But is that I, I guess my point would be that that open letter, Tom. And maybe we'll come on to talk about that that now straight off the bat. That that open letter that doesn't engage me in maybe the way if that is its intention. That 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 letter doesn't engage me. It almost does the opposite. I reading it, I, I kind of felt like we were being taken a little bit for idiots when 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 with, with some of the language and some of the the the, the management speak that that was in that in that in that um, in that letter, Tom. I just didn't really buy a lot of it. Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things I'll say about the letter. I think it does a pretty good job first first of all in in kind of the early the early part of the early kind of paragraphs of identifying the issues that are, are pretty clear to see and issues that we've we've raised and that is that set piece discipline and defence just just simply haven't been good enough um, and caveated with the fact that we are you know pretty hampered by by injuries and and, and international. Um, call-ups as well, which which does make life more difficult, albeit it's not an excuse um, in its entirety for those kind of things. But I agree, the frustration is that, again, it doesn't seem to address those issues. I don't see how bringing in uh, a, a consultant who's acted in kind of a CEO capacity and an advisor capacity at an organisational level for Saracens and South Africa, I don't see that how that and adding another member of, uh, you know, another another member of staff to the payroll to advise Stuart Hooper in this kind of committee forum. That doesn't solve the fundamental issue, which is clearly on the pitch. We've got good players, we've got good resources, we've got specialists in strength and conditioning, physiotherapy, um, you know, psychology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The issue is clear to see, and it was clear to see on Saturday. And it just doesn't seem again like like that's been solved. Whether or not after this next game when we have the couple of weeks off and they've said that they're going to take a pause and take a proper look whether or not we see change in the coaching staff then you know I think we, we both think that'll be positive but yeah this this letter doesn't really seem to 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 address the concerns that that that, that fans and that and, the, and the, that we frankly have can Ed Griffiths coach defense no so, so it's so the appointment isn't the right one the, the, there isn't a need for, 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 for this because, as you say, the, the issue is so obvious. I, I thought perhaps the most interesting part, Tom, of that, that um, open letter, I don't know if you've actually, if, you, if you've got it to hand there, was the, the paragraph about the, the reviewing of, the, of everything after this Leicester game when, when they've got the, um, the Premiership Rugby Cup weeks and, and there's not a game for, for, about, for about a month. I mean, I was saying this on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I thought that would be a good opportunity for, um, for them to review uh, and kind of analyse where they are. And I, I feared that, well, not feared actually, I, I questioned whether that might be a moment when, when they do make significant changes at the top of, of the coaching staff. And, and I just wonder whether you think we will see kind of tangible change off the back of, of what on the surface is just a short-term appointment of, of Ed, Griffith, Ed Griffiths as this consultant? It's, it's impossible to know, isn't it? I mean, hmm. whether or not Ed Griffiths comes in and as as clearly as an expert consultant for, for rugby teams in the past and knowing, knowing much more about the game than, than we do, presumably he can identify what what the issue is that fundamentally the coaching has not been good enough the cohesion's not been good enough particularly in defense discipline and 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 set piece and perhaps we see him bring in or him advise that we bring in more more coaching staff and you know if there are additional appointments in 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 coaching then you know and and this appointment is 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 the catalyst for that then i guess it is positive but if if his appointment is more to advise on a broader kind of organisational, um, uh, you know, the broader organisational side of things, how, you know, the systems and how the different internal teams fit together. I just, I just don't see how that addresses the, the, the fundamental issue. So yeah, I'm, I'm to answer your question. I'm, I'm pretty sceptical that we'll see any changes see any the, change, at, at the head. Change. Sorry. Sorry. I'm pretty sceptical that we'll see 
just wondered, Tom, whether because they've made th- this announcement so public in this open letter that the supporters now will will want and 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 you know think the need for actual change and and kind of to see something from from this short term period. And, and I can't. I, I think that the way they've made it. I think they've kind of backed themselves into a hole that once Ed Griffiths does leave, that they have to kind of show what the the kind of fruits fruits of his labour. So yeah, I get I guess an in, that part of the, the the letter was was interesting, and and certainly a lot of Bath fans like you, Thomas, skeptical as whether it's actually the the, the right thing and the, the right appointment for for the club. Um, it seems to me to be pretty obvious what what the main issue is, and and that's uh, as we as we continuously say a, a lack of coaching a lack, a lack of a defense coach and I, I think a lack of experienced coaches uh, around Neil Hatley and that was none so evident on on Saturday you know the defense was 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 appalling at times you know I, the first wasp try for example where where they have a scrum on the halfway line make about 20 meters just from passing it wide to the winger go through four phases and then come back and they've got a two-man overlap for, for a simple cross kick and a try. I mean, that, when it's 15 v 15, is, is, is frankly pathetic defence from, from Bath and, and been the story of our season. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's more of the same. It's, to, your, to use your words earlier, kind of deja vu in, in, in a lot of senses. We've seen it six times now um, out of six. And again, I thought, as with the, the Quinns game, Clearly, the effort and the attitude is there with some individuals. And, and, and there are certain guys, and I think, again, Max Clark was, was standout at, at times, who look like they're so game and they're up for it and they're putting in, in, in big shots and really trying to make an impact. But that only works for, you know, that, that doesn't work throughout, throughout a whole game at, at Premiership Rugby. You can't defend as, as individuals. You can't try and carry a defence on, on your shoulders it's a it's 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 a system it's a um it's a it's a you know it, it is it's ultimately a team game to to communicate and to be cohesive in defense and that first trial like you say was started to make some go forward so all the Bath players kind of narrowed and narrowed narrowed Rocco de Guni was way off his right wing to try and hold back the Wasps attack and to try and make those big collisions and then there's a you know a second row right out on the wing and they can just chip it across and it's a it's a simple try. So yeah, collectively very very poor. No communication by the looks of it, and 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 no real real consistency, particularly close to our own line when it just looked a little bit 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 all too easy for wasps. <clears throat> yeah, way way too easy for for wasps. Way too easy for for Tom de Glanville too, uh, or, or just from some fantastic play for for about the only bright moment. That Bath had in that first half, and, and and arguably in the game when 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 the game was close, a beautiful line cut by the the promising Bath fullback, and and to go around Jacob Umanga in in the fashion he did, maybe said more about Jacob Umanga's defence, but but uh, De Glanville on that occasion and on the day and and on the season uh, has been has been fabulous, I think. Yeah, and, and a lovely little ball actually from from Max Clark, who I mentioned again because I think he's in. He's in he's in some fairly good form, which is which is good to see at at thirteen. Uh, but yeah, De Glanville really showed his class. He's been one of the shining lights throughout throughout this season, as as the young guys have. We mentioned Max Ajoma lots of times on this podcast, and I think he's been he's probably been the player of the season. Miles Reed as well in the forwards, another another young guy who's who's looked really good. And then Orlando Bailey, who I think is growing into his role. And probably had his best game against against Quinns with some nice moments, but it was a nice reminder of how good Tom de Glanville actually is. He does the mm. basics so so well at the back, particularly uh, particularly fielding the the high ball and, and positional play, and then ball in hand. He's 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 very very dangerous indeed. So yeah, that was that was that was certainly the the high point. And yeah, I think when when he's ball in hand as a as a one of the 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 most long-standing listeners of this podcast who remain nameless will 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 say he's he's kind of got that sixth gear where he goes into top speed and he looks like he's kind of just gliding and he certainly glided past uh, Jacob Umaga who was who was in the backfield. Mm. Yeah, a, a, a bright moment for Bath. Thirteen ten, they trailed at half time and then into into the second half. Tom, so, so, some some talking points. Um, potentially, I think around some of the a couple of the decisions that that, that went against Bath, probably all, all, all 
probably rightly so as well. And we'll start with the, the red card to, to Mike Williams. We've learned today, um, Wednesday, uh, as we now record, that, that he will be banned for uh, four weeks um, for his high shot on, on Jimmy Gopeth. What did you make of, of, that, um, of that incident and, and the decision that followed? It's one of those that's very unfortunate because, you know, Mike Williams is a big guy. Jimmy Gopeth is a, is, is a relatively small guy in, in rugby turns. Again, Williams is trying to make that, that impact and, and fly into the ruck and clear it out as he, as he should do. And it's very, very difficult for him to, him to kind of do anything else in, 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 in that scenario. But, you know, the, the laws are in place to, to, to protect the, the players and particularly to protect the kind of, um, the, you know, the players from, from, from concussions and, and, and the like. So it is, it is a red card and, you know, looking forwards to what that means for the season, obviously with, with Charlie Yule's away with, away with England, with Will Spencer unavailable, with Tom Ellis also having, having picked up a knock and, and, and he wasn't available in, in that game. We're suddenly looking very, very short in that, in, in that second row department. So yeah, not ideal that we'll be, be losing him for, for, for four weeks. And, and did you see the, uh, the, the as part of the judgment, the, the 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 um the member of staff that was also sent from from the field as part of that incident yeah so he he got a, a one week ban as well for yeah. I'm not I'm not, exactly, I'm not exactly sure what, what he did yeah Steve Middleton um and and yeah I'm not I'm not exactly sure what what he actually he, did and and what it's a, it's a, it's it's a family show so we won't repeat it but there was there were some frustrated expletives directed in the direction of the pitch, and uh, Ian Tempest um, yeah. inferred that they were, were were to him. So he was sent from the field as well. So not not a not a great look for for him. But I mean, you know, we 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 would be massive hypocrites if we've said that frustrations haven't got the better of us on on multiple occasions. So um, yeah, if it was if it was your full time job, I think I think yeah, I think I think you, we can sort of let him off the hook a little bit given the season we're having. Mate, if Ian Tempest was sending off people that were hurling expletives in his direction, the wreck would have been about five thousand people in it by the by the end of that game. He's not the most popular you know he's, um, man, and he's the case. Yeah, well, you know he's you know he's TMO for the Leicester game. Yeah. Anyway, a couple more things because this is turning into quite a large. This is going to turn into quite a large bite size. <laughs> otherwise, um, but yeah, I was just going to mention the set piece, which again was 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 poor, and it's it's a real concern now with with Ben Urbano very sadly having picked up that that ACL injury for for the rest of the season. Will Stewart with England and Lewis Boyce having having left the field in the in the game against Wasps. Suddenly, the front row, the prop options are looking are looking fairly uh, fairly thin on the ground. And you know, I, I don't want to be overly critical and, and call out players, but we haven't seen what we what we've needed to yet from Darcy Ray and, and Johannes Jonker. And we were a bit skeptical about the the quality of those signings when when they came in. And they are to this point struggling to deal with the the physicality of of Premiership rugby. And the frustrating thing is, is that I think one of the one of the good things that Stuart Hooper's done. Is is recruit fairly well since since he's been involved. You know, early on in his involvement, we had Lewis Boyce come in, we had um, Will Stewart come in, we had Christian Judge come in. These young props who were highly rated by their former clubs and that have in you know in in in, in particularly in Stewart's case really progressed. But I don't I don't necessarily see that with these with these older more established guys. So that's 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 a real concern um, and it. You know, from in the past, having one of the strongest scrums in the season, particularly when we reached that reached that top four in the latter part of that season, two seasons ago, we've now got a scrum that I think other sides will really be looking to target. Yeah, I, th- I think the recruitment in general this season has been poor. Those guys you mentioned, Yaku Kutsia, who, who we've not seen a huge amount of, but but I think that was based on on, on a lack of fitness, which which doesn't reflect too too well on 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 the months he spent prior to to, to this season. And then and then and then Danny Cipriani who who um 
Yeah, for me, inexplicably, was brought on when Mike Williams was was sent off. Um, Bath reduced, in my mind, to to thirteen men on, uh, on that on that minute. Um, another pretty disappointing showing from from Cipriani and bringing off Bailey, who who was really developing and and um, ha- having a strong game. I, I, I thought was just just. Yeah, really, really disappointing. A couple of other disappointing parts of, of that second half that I'll just touch on. The Bath coming up on the wrong side of this new held-up rule, which which results in a goal line dropout as opposed to a five-meter scrum on a couple of occasions. A lack of clinicality from Bath, and and yeah, frustrating. And 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 probably summing up the performance was was our boy, the horse Will Muir, when he decided to take a a quick line out. From from a um, a ball that had gone straight out into touch, uh, costing us I think about sixty meters. Yeah, um, just Bath not really switched on this season, and, and, and that was reflected um, none more so in in what was a really yeah. really disappointing defeat on on Saturday. And I'd add, add a couple of, of of other kind of game management decision making points to that. You know, right before the first half, trying to kick for the the corner and just bite, biting off more than you could you could chew. You know, you could obviously kick to the, the five-meter line and get the same result. And it's, you know, you kick dead and you lose the opportunity. You also turn down a, a simple a simple three points as well. And then kind of the the very strange incident with the the quickish line out that that wasn't straight, which which again is just very, very elementary uh decisions and and just general game management I know the players are obviously trying to make an impact and they're trying to spark some sort of catalyst that will will start to to, to get get the game and, and the season back on track but you know Premiership rugby is all about managing managing territory managing possession and those those kind of errors really kind of make it so much more difficult to to do that so so yeah yeah, another frustrating, another frustrating afternoon as a Bath fan, Tom. And um, on Tuesday, it was confirmed that that a career, a Bath career, of a very frustrating player was was coming to an end at the end of this season when it was announced that Taulupe Falatau would be leaving Bath after five years. I think Bath announced that it was going to be an unnamed Welsh side, um, but I think it it rhymes with Lardif if if. if if, if you read any of the reports. Um, so, yeah, Talupe Falatau, Tom, five years at Bath and, and and kind of marred with unavailabilities. So 52 matches played, premiership matches played, 48 of which were starts. During the five years, 59 matches unavailable, either due to injuries or international duties. And during his five years, he's played 33 games for either Wales or the British and Irish Lions. So 52 matches for Bath and 33 for um, not for Bath over the course of that time is is not the sort of return you want on on what was quite a chunky investment. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the way that this has been kind of painted out in in the media is that it's a coup against Stuart Hooper and that it's a, the final nail in the coffin and, and all this kind of thing. But I think actually, if you you know if you talk to most most Bath fans, this both from a squad perspective and from a business standpoint as well, probably is a, is a, is a pretty good decision. You know, I mean, f- first and foremost, you mentioned, you mentioned game time and it, we just haven't got the, 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 the quality or the quantity of game time that you expect from one of your, you know, supposedly one of your marquee top paid players who's, who's got all that, those lion starts and has, has done what they've done at, at international level. And to be honest, when, when he has played, you know, it's obviously difficult because he, he's suffered injuries and he's been rehabbing and that's out of his control. But I think when he has played, he's not he's not led the team in a way you'd expect from a player of that quality. And I also think the the style of play that Bath have been playing, quite abrasive, up front, um, you know, close quarters, physical rugby. Even though he's a big man, to be honest, that doesn't really suit him. He's, he's suited to a, a looser more fluid game where he can offload, get in the wide channels. And Bath just haven't really played that for, for much of the time that he's been been at the club. So, yeah, I think, you know, he he probably came in as a guy that we could build our team around. I think from a Bath, Bath perspective now, you've got to look at those younger guys. And and for me, those are the guys. Um, you mentioned Max Ajoma, 
Tom de Glanville, Miles Reed, Josh Bayliss. Almost said Zach Mercer then, um, but we, we won't go into that. Those are the guys that now we we need to we need to build our team around. And then just from a business standpoint, I mean, the the new regulations, the salary cap regulations next year, will mean that you'll only be able to have one uh, marquee player on your on your books rather than two. Now we understand that he is one of the the marquee players. So from a salary point. of you and a, a salary cap management perspective it makes a lot of sense for 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 i think him to him him to him to, him to move away from 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 the squad so yeah I, I, disappointing that we've not seen more than him because he's clearly a you know a world-class player but, but i think yeah the the, the the right the right outcome i think mm. and, and you know you probably think that if you hadn't signed that 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 what was reported to be a long-term deal in, in 2018 with Bath, would Zach Mercer still be still be at Bath? Um, pro- pro- probably, and 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 where would Bath feel about about that um, about that um, yeah. about that squad? So so yeah, hugely frustrating, Tom. And um, just um, just 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 tie this off. I mean, being a bit facetious, but I was tying up the numbers, and you know, he's he's reportedly. Um, <laughs> You know, was paid across the the five seasons about four hundred thousand per per year as one of those marquee players. So across the five seasons, forty eight starts. That that tallies up as uh, just over forty one thousand pounds per uh, per Toby Falatel start in in a Bavsha. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned return on investment. That is that 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 that's certainly probably not 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 what was not what was hoped for, but. Um, you know, he's obviously he's, he's obviously you know on his day deserved of 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 that kind of that kind of cash. But as I say, we just haven't seen it often enough. Reportedly, I was stressed stressed reportedly on, on that one. Yeah, um, the wheels are coming off Bath, so so maybe we can just let the wheels come off this podcast and, and say whatever we like, and then 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 they'll make us stop doing it. They'll make us stop watching Bath twice a week. Uh, we, they won't make us watch. Stop watching Bath on on Friday night, Tom. The trip, of course, to the old enemy, Leicester Tigers. Um, when we switch on our tellies, then at, at seven thirty on Friday evening, can you give us one thing that that, that we should be looking forward to? Um, obviously, bottom against top, twenty nine points uh, difference, unbeaten against consistently beaten. How do Bath or what can Bath fans look forward to on Friday night? Oh, that is that is that is a tough question. Um, it's it's a very tough question. I mean, you could put your your blue, black, and white tinted spectacles on and imagine that that George Ford had never left had never left the club. Uh, you know, four or five seasons ago, and and was pulling the strings for Buff in in, in instead of Leicester because you know I I, I see this being a, a very very tough game. You know, Leicester are absolute flying they're playing not only like very exciting brand of rugby but also crucially that piece that that Steve Borthwick's come in and kind of kind of engineered and as I say George Ford and, and Richard Wigsworth at, at nine are controlling the game and uh, uh, as George Ford does so well making players around them who in in other t- sides would would probably be would, would 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 probably be relatively average Premiership players are making them look look world class and they're it you know watching the Saint the, the highlights against Northampton Saints who they put fifty five points on some of the tries in the early part of the the game were just so clinical and so brutal that I just with 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 our defensive record it it, it seems very difficult that that to, to expect anything from that, the game so. Sadly, I'm I'm expecting more pain, but low expectations mean that 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 you know hopefully there'll be be some kind of surprise to the upside on 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 Friday night. But yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. Sadly, yeah, Bath Bath go into it, Tom. I think about a 16 point uh, underdog with with most bookies, and 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 that feels almost generous to to the blue, black, and white. You know that that 50 percent unavailability, 50 percent at home. Um, stat that, that keeps we, we keep getting told about has only grown this week with Boyce and Williams unavailable as, as you touched on Tom and and yeah it, it's going to be another difficult night I think um, but uh, um, I think we've got to just try and build around the 
the the young guys and um you know maybe try and and put the the results on friday to the back of our minds and focus more on on some of the guys that, that we're going to try and build around over over the next few seasons who who you've kind of mentioned there tom i think that's a good a good time to to kind of wrap up this podcast thank you very much for listening once again apologies uh for being slightly later than usual um what you got to do is just follow us on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug. We did put a tweet out there to say we were having some technical issues, so you would have been aware. So do that and make sure you stick behind the boys through thick and thin.
So I think, you know, whilst they can put out a decent enough 15, I think one of the things that I noticed was that the bench was um, kind of very, very weak against against Saracens. So um, hopefully we can get ourselves in a position to to put some pressure on when those those boys do have to come on. Albeit, as you say, we're going to be we're going to be very weakened. One one thing it'll be interesting to see as well, G, is obviously with Charlie Yule's away uh, with injury and Ben Spencer unavailable, um, who 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 will will take the reins on captaincy. Um, and, and how that goes. I mean, I'm expect, expecting it to be to be Josh McNally, but would 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 you would you like to see anything different? No, no. I mean, I, I can I agree with McNally. I, you know, I posed last week that, that McNally was was potentially a good bet to take over on a permanent basis. I think he he actually on on thinking on on Saturday, you know, the way Yules was addressing. Um, the referee Luke Pierce on the on the day he just really wasn't getting on the right side of him and and that that is a skill and and he just constantly was 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 kind of the way he was speaking to him you know each referee has a completely different interpretation but but Pierce wasn't wasn't necessarily appreciative or responsive to the way that yours was was kind of approaching him and there was definitely one occasion when McNally actually went up to 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 Pierce to speak to him so so that was kind of it, quite interesting to interesting to see but but yeah def, definitely Josh Josh McNally and, and kind of who partners him in that second row is, is another fascinating selection for, for Stuart Hooper because Mike Williams has been the preferred choice to to come off the bench but Mike Williams isn't a lock he's a back row forward and we also need help in, in the back row so so it might be that Mike Williams is deployed in the back row where, where he should be playing and it's that Ewan Richards who's a young guy we saw a bit of at the back end of last season, Tom, and was actually the player's player of the year in the in the under-26 nations over the summer. So so clearly comes with, with a lot of pedigree. I, I know lock forward is a really difficult position for, for a young guy to, to play in. It's, it's not like on the wing where your skills are, are, are you know, that that physicality isn't, isn't what, you, what, what you'll be lacking. But, but I think, it, it, you know, this is an opportunity to... To, to to see some of these young guys it's, it's like when you if, if you go to a concert and, and you see someone that you really like and at the start of the season you, you you're looking at the bar squad and you're looking at all these players that you're looking forward to seeing and and, and it's like you know the band doesn't play all, all the greatest hits but you do kind of discover some some of the back catalogs that you really like and that's what it feels like at, at the start of uh, uh, at the moment with this bar team kind of you know a lot of the things the players that I was really looking forward to, to watching this season Dokken Asiga Abano Watson um, Redpath all these guys are, are not going to be there but it's an opportunity to you know if we if we do try and look at it positive for someone like you and uh, Ewan Richards to 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 step in someone like Max Ajoma to step in and, and become one of one of your favorite players so so yeah I think I think that would be be kind of trying to put a positive spin on on, on all the injuries which which I'm sure Wasp fans will be trying to do as well yeah I, I think that's spot on I think I mean I see Richards come in I think as I've said a couple of times, I think Tom Ellis, for me, I'd like to see him feature more at second row. So maybe that's a, this is a bit of an opportunity for, for him to do that. Obviously, Will Spencer as well is the other option uh, from, from a second row perspective. But I don't know if he is even available. He wasn't featured on the injured list, was he? Yeah, he's, he's still injured. So he's still injured. He's okay, back, so he, some form of training. But and is, is, What's the news on Josh Bayliss? Is he, is well, he available? Well, he's got a, well, it was a soft muscle injury, so issue, yeah. So they're not, yeah, he's, they're not sure if he if he's available, and 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 the other Spencer, Ben Spencer's back in in limited in limited training as well, which is, you know, that, that's about the best news of the week. Yeah, well, I mean, from a number eight number eight point of view, then it's we're mm-hmm. very very light, aren't we? If without without Josh Bayliss, I mean, this is when we really need. One of our highest paid players, and there's no doubt about that, Toby Falatau, to, to 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 be ready for action to come back because we're we're very very light um, with number eights with with Jaka Kutsia, unlikely to play given his 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 HIA and and you know having been knocked out against um, um, on Saturday against Quinns. I mean, I, I really don't know who they who they pick there. They they may even have to pick. Um, young Neil Merrigan, who's the yeah. the England under twenty number eight, who's who, who's never featured for, for for the Bath first team, but but yeah, it's looking really really um, 
yeah, under-resourced in that area due to due to the number of injuries. Tom, let, let, let's pick this game before we leave. And, and I've had a look at the, the bookies and, and probably because they've got no idea who's going to play, they can't pick them. It's, it's an even split with the bookies. So, so, so where would your money be going this week? Uh, I think this is as good a chance as, as, as well. It's a better chance than we're expecting it to be. I think, I think that's fair. I mean, I think despite our injuries, obviously they, they're clearly, um, you know, very, very hampered with injuries as well, if, if not more so, um, and obviously suffered a massive defeat against Saracen. So we're fellow travelers in many respects. We've got the, the home advantage, um, you know, Wasps generally, it's been it's been fairly even in, in fixtures gone by. It's generally a very very loose uh, game. Um, one team getting ahead, another team chasing them down. There was that thirty five all draw, I think, mm-hmm. against against Wasps a couple of seasons ago at the Rec, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly. So it's usually quite quite he- quite try heavy. So it may be the exact kind of game that we need to to kind of kickstart this 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 attack led by um, David Williams. And to, to 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 show to show to show everyone what we've got. So, I'll 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 side with Bath. Um, if you had a gun to my head, I, I I don't know what I'd do, but I'll side with Bath on this occasion. I think I think we'll scrape through, and we'll all just be happy to to have recorded our first win, uh, first win of the season, and put that very unhappy record that we we broke into bed. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we just need to win this game. Is yeah, it's so important. I think that we win, and I really do think we've we've got a good opportunity to to do so. Um, it will be try heavy because we can, you know, we can't stop anything at the moment. So, so it will be try heavy. It's just whether it can be try heavy at the other end from from a bath mm-hmm. point of view. So, yeah, McConaughey. Last year it was when um, the dog grew. Paulo oh. dog got a few, didn't he? I mean, we I think we scored thirty odd points, but they scored something like fifty. Yeah, it was horrendous. We, that was such a bad defensive effort. He, he's not available, so that's yeah, that's positive. I, I, I'm I'm pegging Roy McConaughey for, for a brace of tries, uh, maybe at 15, maybe on the wing, and, and friend of the podcast Darren Atkins may even feature at the weekend, which would be um, yeah, long overdue from from my point of view for sure. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. I think this is um, our regular slot now, Tuesday evenings. Um, Tom says that the residual hangover is gone by a Tuesday, not by a Monday. <laughs> so, so that's why we're, we're going with a Tuesday. Um, so out on Wednesday. So, so hit subscribe. That will be coming into your, your feed every Wednesday. Give us plenty of time to watch the game back, reflect on it, and hopefully give a well-rounded, informed opinion. Um, give us your well-rounded, informed opinion at Bath Rugby Plug on socials. And do us a favour and share it around with a friend. Tough time, undoubtedly, to be a Bath fan at the moment. Um, I'm sure you're, you, like me, like Tom, are getting loads of messages from, from, from fans of other clubs saying just how bad we are. But stick together through this difficult time. Stick together through this podcast. Hopefully a safe space for you all. And stick behind the boys through thick and thin.